All right, so welcome to our final Sunday in our Second Corinthians series that we've called Weakness is the Way. Um, as part of their contribution, um, our kids wrote words on those pieces of paper that they heard uh, as they listened to the book of Second Corinthians, because they've been doing it too. So the words that stuck out to them are the words that they wrote uh, and have gifted to you. By way of uh, further responding to this series, this idea that weakness is the way of Jesus, not just a way, but the way of Jesus, we have lots of creative people in our midst, and so I invited uh, some of them to listen to the words of scripture, to listen to the sermons, and then to bring to us uh, an artistic offering in response. So we have a, a few of those today. Nancy is here already in the front row. Bev, I invite you to come and sit in the front row so that you're ready to go, and Linda as well, thank you. And Matt, if you can be ready to play. He's resting. I'm sure he'll join us momentarily. All right, he's last on anyway, so. Um, so each of these uh, artists has taken a, a portion of, of scripture and uh, made, an, made an art piece or two in response to that. So what I've invited uh, each of them to do is to come and to read the scripture and then to share a little bit of a reflection, uh, like once they show us their art, to share a little bit of a reflection. So Nancy, I invite you to come. I want to let you know that I didn't whip these things up in the last few weeks. I'd already made them and it seemed like they came together for this passage of scripture. Um, I'm going to read um, a bit different version, but you can read along there if you like. <clears throat> and I want to start in chapter in verse two, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a giving God who gives generously and without regret. That could be our whole morning. I think we've experienced that so much already. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. It's easy to see there are two themes in this section, suffering, troubles, distress, six times, comfort, compassion, nine times in just a handful of verses. And there's a flow from sufferings to comfort and comfort being passed on to those who are suffering. 
For me, the key verse was, um, in my translation, for just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. Um, you could put the picture up. I um, am sensitive to the sufferings in the world and in family and community. And it comforts me that what I feel are the sufferings of Christ. In this verse, the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives. I'm not alone. Those who suffer are not alone. And I think the main source of comfort is knowing that we are not alone. I don't think there's anything more painful than being alone in suffering. And when we know we're not alone, we can endure enormously. The gargoyle looks like he's seen distress and trouble and suffering. Even what his legs aren't the same shape. I've put my gargoyle on a quilt. Some quilts we call comforters because they're so warm and fluffy. This one has cozy fabric on the back. You can feel if you like afterwards. Who doesn't like to get under a cozy blankie when we're cold or when we're not feeling well or when we're sad? Kids have blankies and it's okay for big people to have them too. Maureen Clark and I often put a label on the back of quilts we give away that say, covering you with love. The quilt has pieces of fabric which represent many ways God comforts us through others. So the gargoyle is well surrounded by comfort. Community, it's something we experience together in the flow of giving and receiving. And hopefully the gargoyle can bring comfort to others at some time. Thank you so much, Nancy. Linda, I'd like to invite you to come. Good morning. I'm going modern, so bear with me if things don't work out. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 12. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. For we who are alive are always being given over to death, sorry, in our body, the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. 
for we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. So my piece is a table runner, and I did pull it together in the last couple of weeks, which caused a little stress in our family, <laughs> speaking of pressure. Um, but I felt um, we had arrived back from uh, Nepal, and I, this request was sitting on our, um, in my computer, and I immediately thought of the crack pot that I was feeling, and I've had that image before and written poetry actually about, about that, but I felt this time that I would um, try to do um, some form of a quilt. And in my head, I, I had started with... Um, the image of the kintsugi, a Japanese um, sacred or, or precious scars. So if you look that up, you'll see what I mean. I, I'm not sure if it's up there, but... Um, so I want to just describe my, the process. The centerpiece is a cracked teapot filled with gold thread, representing Christ's healing, light, and life revealed in us. And the gold thread emanating from the filled cracks is God's light. Now, you can't see that really well, but um, as there was no pattern for this, I kind of just followed a few things in my head and some things on internet. Um, but I kept feeling like God was speaking to me as I was building this. And one of the things it felt like is, you know, we can focus on our cracks, but God asks us to let him heal those cracks. And while he's doing that, light is emanating. Think People are being touched even in our brokenness. So if you look closely and you won't be able to see it, um, Dennis kept insisting that there should be some faint black cracks in the teapot. These represent our bodies being given over to death while life is at work in us. This morning I was drying my hands in the dryer and I noticed that my skin was flappy as as the air was blowing on it. It's that feeling of, you know, as we're aging, we're, we're, getting, we're getting wrinkles. And there's things, rep you know, for, for many ways that life um, and death are working both in us. The teapot is tilted and resting on irregular pieces, demonstrating our experience in these apparent times of brokenness. It can and usually does feel unstable, unsettling, perplexing, and hard-pressed or pressured. And in fact, when, when the uh, Japanese do their work, it, it, there is a pressure that creates those lines in, in the pottery. God is working in the midst of these circumstances to bring forth life. We might not know that, and I can certainly attest to feeling like this isn't going to bring life, but somehow it does. For each of us, the crack pots, us crack pots, and those around us are being touched by his light and life. So that's my piece. Thank you. Thank you so much, Linda. And Bev, would you come and show us your piece? My, my piece is over here, so I'll just stand by it. <clears throat> and my scripture is 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10. My grace 
is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So this is my photo I have um, here. I, it was important for me to bring it framed, which I'll explain in a minute. But this, some of you know how much um, we love to get to Wales, to our small town there. And we travel about a little bit into these small areas that there really isn't much except hills and sheep, which and sometimes wild ponies and horses. And that's just right for um, our souls. And we came across an abandoned house one day, and um, I tend toward the broken, the rusty, the torn, um, chipped things in life. I, when I take when I take my photography, it often is around those themes <clears throat> or something that's a bit off, and that kind of suits me. <laughs> I'm all of those, so. Uh, when I saw this, I just zeroed in on the window and just snapped a picture. And the torn lace had intrigued me. So when I got it home I, and it came up on my screen, I was just like, whoa. That, it really hit me hard, this, this photo that I had taken that I hadn't really clued into before, um, even though I stopped to take it. But it... It just said to me, sitting there on my screen, here I am. This is me in my weakness, my weaknesses. This is me in my, my brokenness, my um, just being in a particular story in my life that's gone on for a long time now. I've been ground to powder. I've been torn to bits. And um, what is over top of all of that broken and tornness? There's a crack in the window where a rock's been thrown through, it's, it's a piece missing. Um, and the window pane, the wooden window pane, the paint is all chipped, but what is that but the cross of Christ and his own sufferings, his own weaknesses. So the cross of Christ over my weaknesses, but why I like it in the frame is it's framed in God's power. So here sits my weakness, but it's framed in God's power, and we have to take all of that together at the same time. And I'd like to say in my story, that torn lace curtain never gets stitched or mended. Thank you. I love the, uh, the word that you got, Bev, was strong. It's so beautiful. And the green, the new life coming up, right? But also the thorns, too. Uh, it's just lovely. All right. Mr. Matthew Pirro, retired rocker. <laughs> Matt has been working on a song that reflects uh, some of the messages that um, we've been hearing in our sermon. So, Matt, you may well say more about that, too, before you sing. Or maybe you'll just sing. So um, I, I love the um, artists interpreting uh, sermon series. This is my favorite. Like, 
I think I nagged Kim to do this until she eventually gave in. Because um, I just love to see how other people have processed what we've all been learning together. And I think that as artists, it forces us to actually process what we may not otherwise process. That's my experience anyways. Um, and I also really enjoy creating on a deadline because it makes me finish it. Um, right? Yeah. So I wrote this song on a plane two days ago without a guitar and even more so without the help of the internet rhyming dictionary. I really loved Rod's sermon um, uh, about the jars of clay and the, the way he illustrated walking with two bags. And here I was getting on a plane with people that had two carry-ons going, why two carry-ons? Come on, you people. This plane isn't big enough. Um, I had always read that last line, life is in you, but death. Or what is it, life, death? I can't say it now. I had it memorized. Death is at work in you, but life is in you. And I always thought, is that a grammatical error? But I get it now. There is this both and. We are being taken apart while we are being put back together. So here I attempt to perform flawlessly a song I wrote on a plane two days ago. With these two bags in tow They swing gently from my elbows On the left I carry death On the right I'm lifting life So I am propelled, bags and hands upheld, back and forth on this course. So life is in us, death is breaking down. Life is in us, death is breaking down. On the left there is the fall On the right there is recovery On the left the loss of self On the right the rediscovery And in both of these, mercy oversees the joys and groans of milestones. And life is in us, death is breaking down. 
Life is in us, death is breaking down Life is in us, death is breaking down Life is in us, death is breaking down Wind and lose, fall and stand Not one or other but both And succeed and fail Breathe in, breathe in, exhale Sometimes the hammer Sometimes the nail Life is in a stiff is breaking down Life is in us death is breaking down Life is in us death is breaking down Life is in us death is breaking down So let's express appreciation to all the artists that have just uh, shown us their beautiful work. And worship team, come on up, please. Robbie and team, lead us in, in worship. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>